Wow. No, I like your hat. I like it too. Are you going to sleep in it? I just might. It's weird that people do this. They sleep in a, a sleeping cap. I think that's like old people in like the olden times when it was really cold and you probably didn't have heat. Wow, I've always wondered why they would do that and that makes complete sense. Yeah, they're cold. Well, good night, Noah. Wait. Can we talk? Fine. It's, it's the, the Bedtime, bedtime Paha podcast. Wow, sleepyheads. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Bedtime Podcast with me and my lovely co-host. Me. <laughs> What if that's how we introduced ourselves and no one ever knew? It's me and me. It's Sydney and Noah. Do you think people ever get our voices confused? No. <laughs> Never in a million years. Anyways. Anyway, boring. Boring. boring alert. What if every time you say something boring? Boring alert. <laughs> That'd be so rude and I might try it. You should do it. It's going to happen a lot. Noah's feet are out, so this bonus episode costs $10 if you want to see it. And we're also doing a very special promotion. The first 10 people to sign up for our Patreon get a Jerky Bitch sticker in the mail. Go up closer to the camera. No. Okay, I'll do it. I'm tired. It's bedtime. Jerky Bitch. Read it and weep. My first business. Do the sleepyheads know about what the Jerky Bitch is? All right, story time. Tell them. So I used to make beef jerky. I started when I was like, ugh, I'm trying to say like less. I started when I was 18. I made jerky and I sold it. And I did that for like, ugh. I did it for eight years. And I had that cool painting made by my friend Joel. And yeah, that was my logo. Jerky bitch. And okay. I sold it like a lot. It's really good. And you made a lot of money. I made, no, because it's very expensive to make jerky. How did you make it? I had a dehydrator. And you made it in a garage or? Uh, it depended where it was. Was it stinky? Oh, yeah. So it stunk up wherever you lived. Yeah, but my roommates didn't mind because it smelled so good. It's like the best beef jerky you'll ever have, but I don't make it anymore. Where did you get the meat? All over. I'd like drive really far east sometimes to get like the cheapest oh one time i drove to this really creepy place it was like a shed in east 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 la not even la anymore probably and it was really gross but it was really cheap meat and i sold it how did you find this cheap meat shed google i have a lot of skills you do have a lot of skills i f i feel that for as long as we've been together you possibly have had 30 jobs yeah i definitely can do anything and everything is really impressive um can you walk us through all the jobs you've had since you've been in los angeles oh boy i mean i've had every job in a restaurant uh host server barista bagel boiler i've made menus i've worked a line I've, uh, what else have I done? Dishwashing. So, you know, anything you can do in a restaurant, I've done it, baby. Social media. Let me ask you, what's your favorite job in a restaurant? I like serving. I love talking to people. I think it's so much fun. Uh, I like how much you have to walk around. You're just never bored. I mean, if you're in a slow restaurant, you're bored. But I have not had to deal with that. 
My favorite restaurant story that you have is the table that came in and you put on like a Harry Potter themed dinner for them. Oh my God. Okay. This table comes in. It's a, they're cute, you know, people around my age probably. And they're decorating the table for a Harry Potter themed birthday. And the restaurant wasn't super busy that night. So I just like went all fucking out. I turned the music to the Harry Potter soundtrack and they loved that. And then I proceeded to treat them like they were at the LA version of Hogwarts. So I like changed all the menu names. So tater tots were actually fried. Um, oh shit. What are they called? <gasps> fried hippogriff balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that a real thing in the book? No. And chicken and waffles was like Hedwig and waffles. Um, yeah. I changed everything. It was so much fun. And so I didn't know who they were because I'm not, you know, super with it. And they left me a hundred dollar tip on, you know, a $200 bill. And I looked, they tagged me in something later and it was, um, I think his name's Patrick Starr, like a really famous makeup artist. Oh my God. Yeah. Really cool. I love that. I think that's so cool yeah. to have a waiter go all out like that and make someone's night so special. It, it really, I mean, this has been discussed before in the in the history of discussions, but it is so cool when someone loves to do their job, no matter what it is. Yeah, it's great. I think serving is one of the best jobs you can have if you like talking to people. If you don't like talking to people, it's horrible, And which is weird. I'm really an introvert, but I kind of saw serving as putting on a little show, yeah. so it didn't bother me. Like, it's not like I had to get personal with these people. And a personal belief of mine is if you can just put in a little more effort and make people make their day better, why wouldn't you do that? And I don't mean that in a people-pleasy way. I just mean these people were having a Harry Potter-themed birthday party. This restaurant was filled with young people. Nobody gave two shits if I put on the Harry Potter soundtrack. And what an easy thing to do when it made them so happy. So Yeah. It's yeah. such a special thing to, to have a waiter. They'll never forget that. Oh, no. Yeah, they'll never forget And you got a huge tip. I got a huge tip. That was fun. That was fun. Okay, so you've done every job at a restaurant. Every job at a restaurant. What else? Uh, what else have I done? In L.A.? I mean, I was a babysitter forever mm -hmm. to some celebs, too, which was fun until I ruined it. Um, By doing what? I was Molly Shannon's babysitter for one night, and her kid got bit by a dog while I was there. <laughs> and he told me it was fine. The kid? Yeah. He was like, it's not a big deal. And I was like, okay. Like, if you're not in pain, fine. He was like 10. I'm not going to argue with a 10-year-old. He's not bleeding? Well... He didn't show me because it was on his thigh. I'm not going to make him pull up his shorts. You're like, hey, kid, take off your shorts. Yeah. Let me see that. I bite. was a very cautious babysitter because one misunderstood phrase from this child and I'm going to jail, you know? Yeah. So I didn't ask to see. And Molly Shannon texted me. She's like, did my son get bit by a dog? And I was like, yeah, but he's fine. And she's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. And then I went up to him and I was like, will you show me the bite? And he showed me and it was, his thigh was covered in blood. Oh. Yeah, it was bad. My God. It was a God. really bad bite. 
So what happened? Did she get mad? No, I just never got asked back, obviously. Yeah. Um, it didn't happen in front of me, though. The do- He was out with a friend, and he got bit by a dog, and he came back. And he came back, and he was like, today was good. I got bit by a dog. Anyways, I'm going to go up to my room. Yeah. But my bad. My B. That's kind of unfair. Well, it's fine. I don't want to be a babysitter. I guess in Molly Shannon's defense, she's just like, I want someone who's going to be invasive in that way with my son. Well, also, I think she was like, why didn't you tell me he got bit by a dog? But it just didn't seem like a big deal at the time. Also, I was 24. (laughs) 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 I've been babysitting so long. Or I don't do it anymore. But I did do it for a very long time. Okay, so I babysat, worked at restaurants. I was an after-school teacher. I taught a Jedi class. What? Wait, wait, wait. You were an after-school teacher? Yeah. When? Uh... Right after I worked at Whole Foods. While we, toge- while we were together? No. Oh. So I worked at Whole Foods and then I got fired and then I was an after school teacher. So I taught like a class on how to be a Jedi. You're going <laughs> to laugh. I'm pretty sure I taught basketball. Oh <laughs> my God. You were the worst <laughs> basketball player I've ever seen. But it was preschoolers. They didn't know what was going on. One time Sid and I did a co-ed basketball league together and I was so excited because I love basketball. I'm a huge basketball fan. I love playing basketball. And I was really excited to get to play with my wife. And we're on the court and Sid is just really bad. And I'm giving her some coaching and she's like, just shut the fuck up. I don't want to be coached on the court. <laughs> yeah, but I was I was trying to help you because you were kind of putting your body in risky situations. I don't care. I don't want to be coached on the court. It felt, it felt horrible. So yeah. So wait, what is a Jedi class like? Star Wars. I had to fully invent it. Like, how did you come up with that? I didn't. It just was a class this company I worked for offered, and they were supposed to give me an outline on what to do. But these kids were so rowdy, and then I also never got the outline, so I was just making it up as it went along. So can you tell me anything from that class that you taught? What do Jedi's do? I think we had a lightsaber fight once, but truly these children were so rowdy. I think they just ran around and screamed the whole time. And when you say lightsaber, you mean lightsaber. No, it's lightsaber. No, it's not. It's yes, lightsaber. It's lightsaber. Why would it be a lightsaber? Do you watch Star Wars? Yes. Huge Star Wars fan. No, you're not. Why would it be a lightsaber? I can't deal with this. You're joking. I see your face. <laughs> I don't like Star Wars. I used to really like it, and now I'm so freaking sick of it. Yeah. Let the dynasty die. Yeah, why can't we create anything new? That's why I like Dune so much. Dune is based off of a book, and it also was a movie. No, I know, but it was a movie before it was a movie? Yeah. It's a re- reboot or whatever. It's a new movie. Oh, then um, fuck Dune. Yeah, fuck Dune. Fuck Dune. I hate Actually, these I know what I said about Star Wars, but now that I know Pedro Pascal is in The Mandalorian, I'm going to have to watch it. Oh, we're going to have to watch that. Pedro Pascal. Our crush. But he was so... He was good in... Pedro Pascal was good in Wonder Woman 1984. But that movie was so bad. But, but he that, did the best he could. That movie is so bad. There's a wishing stone. There's a is the movie's premise is a wishing stone. So anytime the plot they get stumped with the plot, they just go to the wishing stone, and a whole new set of problems occurs. And a whole new set of problems occurs. It's a very convenient plot device, but 
Pedro Pascal is very good at it. I know. I just rewatched the episode of Buffy he's in, and by rewatched, I just watched the scenes he's in, and he's pretty bad in it. But, really? I mean, this was, you know, he's a child in it so long ago. I also think acting on that show for one day is probably hard because it's so specific. Yeah, hard to get the tone right. Yeah, so he just goes a little far. Being a guest star on a t- on a show with a very specific tone. Ugh, impossible. Yeah, it must be really challenging. Really hard. Um, you know, hopefully they picked you because in your audition you nailed the tone, but once you get to set, it's it's kind of hard to know what they're going for. It's really hard, you, but he's so cute in it. He's young? Yeah. How old is he? Early 20s. Oh my god. Man, yeah. acting is such a journey. It's insane. One of my favorite things we've discussed this is when you know, we we ju- we finished The Sopranos, guys. By the way, and in that show, and a lot of shows like it, you see young actors getting like bit parts that are now huge actors. And the cool thing is, is that that happened for them. Yeah. But the sad thing is, there are tons of actors that didn't happen for. Yeah, like for every actor in a bit part that's now huge there's you know 50 actors in a bit part that never worked again but christina miliati had a little small part yeah she's in it Lindsay craft oh yeah that was fun um there's a couple um i'm forgetting who else we've had some bit parts and some things you know i i have quite a few bit parts under my belt you have a quite a few. You have a quite a few bit parts under your belt. I have quite a few bit parts under my belt, so that's exciting, guys. Yeah. Either you'll see me again, or you won't. Or maybe we'll just be known for this pod. Honestly, please, guys, just let me be known for the pod. <laughs> I want the pod to be big. <laughs> you, I love your goal. You want the pod to be big so you can just move to a mountain town. Yeah. Why wouldn't I want that? Your whole goal in life now that you ski is just to be by a mountain. I don't see the problem. I'm not saying there's a problem. I love it. Yeah, I I just want to chill. <laughs> okay, so you were a babysitter. Babysitter. Molly Shannon fired you. I've, I've been fired so many times. Okay, who? I was a personal assistant mm-hmm. to a musician. I was an executive assistant on a reality show. The musician you were a personal assistant to, you were also kind of like a private chef. Yeah. And a babysitter. Yeah. I do it all, folks. You were kind of an au pair. I do too much. Okay, so you've assisted in a reality show, assistant to a musician. I've walked dogs. You've walked dogs. You babysit cats. I'm a cat. I've been a cat sitter. What else have I done? You've worked in fashion. I've worked in fashion. That was probably the worst thing I've ever done. That's the worst job? Yeah. Just vile, horrific industry. A toxic. Toxic. The amount of greenwashing that went on. Greenwashing? Company, yeah, when the company pretends to be like eco-friendly. Ugh. Company pretends to be small, women only, small batch. <laughs> no, literally made in China, Uh, copying other people's designs. Uh-uh. Uh-oh. Can't wait to release this. <laughs> okay, so fashion. Yeah, fashion was the worst. And now... Oh. You wrote... Porn podcast. Oh yeah, I wrote porn. I mean, you, I've obviously worked as a writer and an actor and a comedian. You've worked as a writer, actor, and comedian. You work at the climbing gym now. Yeah, I just got a job at the climbing gym. Oh wait, the farmers market. <gasps> oh, the farmers market. That was a fun job. That was a cool job. Exclusively spoke Spanish. That was great. 
The um, best part about the farmer's market job is after every shift, Sid would be able to take produce. As much as I wanted. And she'd come back with a stressful amount of it produce. It was crazy. Because it would go bad. And I would, I, as soon as it would come through the door, I would just be like, how the hell are we going to eat this in five days? And we always did. We did. I, it was so funny when I started working at the farmer's market two days a week. Because then the produce really did get out of hand. Yeah, you were coming home with like two times the amount of produce. And it was just very stressful to me. We were really eating healthy at that point. Do you guys ever get stressed about that? Where you're like, oh my god, I have I have a thing of strawberries in there. If I don't eat it, they're going to go bad. Groceries are one of the single most stressful things in an adult's life, in but, my opinion. But it's also stressful to not get groceries because then you're spending too much money. Well, yeah. I don't think the people who don't grocery shop worry about that. But for yeah. those of us, grocery shopping, huge stress. Eating before it goes bad. There's some freaking produce in our fridge right now that I'm stressing about. What are you stressed about right now? The cucumber and the celery. And the strawberries. I ate the strawberries today. Good out job. Of stress. <laughs> I was like, I'm not hungry, but I'm going <laughs> to shove these in my mouth. Strawberries go bad in like 36 oh, hours. Berries, I can't. I can't handle them. Berries are my favorite fruit, but they go bad so quickly. I know. If I could only eat berries, I would. I love them, but they're such a stress. And they're so expensive. They're really expensive. And this is the frustrating thing about berries. You have to binge them. Oh, yeah. You have to binge a berry. You have to binge a berry. Or else. <laughs> <laughs> there's no other way to eat. To, yeah. there, there's no other way to eat a berry unless you binge it. Yeah, you must binge a berry. They should write that on the box. Yeah, they really should. I'm not one to recommend binging. No. But a berry? You gotta binge a berry. You said it. Write it on my tomb. <laughs> Sid Steinberg. She always binged a berry. She always binged a berry. She always uh, binged a berry. There was a guy who would come see me every week at the farmer's market. Um, oh, is this the guy who was in you? Yeah. This older man, I think he was 50 exactly. And he was handsome. He was really handsome. So at first I w didn't mind it. I was like, oh, he's giving me some attention. Who cares? He would bring me berries. That's why I thought of it. He would bring me berries. He was a berry man. He was a berry man. He'd bring me berries. He seemed rich. It was the Santa Monica Farmer's Market. If you're shopping there, you're not poor. Um, unless I specifically told you to come so I could give you free produce, which I would do sometimes. Um... But yeah, he would come visit me every week, you know, laugh at me, love my jokes. And then it just got too serious. He he made a comment saying he'd love to come hang out with me in Koreatown. I was like, oh, man. And then he started talking about the books he was reading, which like were all about being poly. And I was like, oh, no, I found out he was divorced. And then he asked me if I liked the beach. And I said, no. And he was like, oh, so we'll never fall in love or something like that. We'll never work out. And I had to, I yelled, I'm married. And then he came back the next week and I hid and I never saw him again. Didn't he ask you if you'd ever be ethnic, ethically? Oh yeah, he asked me if I, or he told me about the Polly book and I was like, I'd never be Polly. And he was like, but why? And I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't have the mental space for it. No. Everyone who is Polly. Trust me, I'm jealous of you. I want to be have that mental space. Yeah. But I don't have it. And I know this guy doesn't have it either. What do you mean? I could totally do it. Sure. He'd come, he'd come back 
crying his eyes out. <gasps> I know it was allowed, but I, I, I feel so guilty. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, the farmer's market was a really cool that was job. The best job. I think to conclude this journey of your jobs, mm-hmm. I would like to say that it's very inspiring because you don't quit and when you and you you know and when you do quit a job you just go find another job you don't quit but when you do <laughs> you find something else as soon as i said you don't quit i was about to say i quit all the time i love quitting jobs and you've been fired before i've been fired i quit i think what's so inspiring is if some, about yourself about myself <laughs> <laughs> is for example with the fashion job if it gets to be a situation I'm not comfortable with, I will bounce. I think I'm, it's smart. I don't care how cool you are, if it's a cool job. If you're not treating me well, adios. I, I mean, not everyone has the luxury of doing that. No, of course. I'm in a dual income household and but, we don't have children. But I do think you should try to go into a job with your resignation letter in your pocket. Meaning... <laughs> Have a list of the things that are unacceptable to you in a workplace. Yeah. And if someone breaks those things, bring it to that person's attention or whatever. And if it becomes too much, leave and go find another job. Granted, I understand that not everyone has the luxury of just going and finding a new job. You are a very capable person. Also, I'm going to be the first to say it. You're cute. That does really help. I think that helps. It, I get jobs so easily. I mean, I'm white. I smell good. I'm cute. Like, yeah. It's it's a, not a fair playing field. I'm going to say it. It's not a fair playing field. So don't take my advice. It's stupid. It's just cool. Like, Whereas I have been working in the industry for like the last nine years. Yeah, and you're pretty miserable. And... I, yeah, and I, I mean, I'm not miserable, but the jobs are hard. Yeah. They're not, you know, and what's cool about your background is you've done all of these different things. You have all these different experiences to draw from in your writing. That's why you should never overlook uh, like a day job. Oh, yeah. And uh, what you can get from a day job. A hundred percent. The amount of stories I have, I feel like I could write on a show on so many different shows. Like, yeah, I know what it's like to work at a grocery store. Yeah, I know what it's like to work at like a Target type place. Babysitter, check. Restaurant, check. Gym, check. Like, I could tell you a hundred different things that would happen. A hundred different stories. The types of people who work there. I think never undervalue a day job. Tell them the story about that person you saw at the farmer's market who you're a huge fan of. Oh, my God. So, one of my heroes was shopping for me at the farmer's market the whole time I worked there. So six months. And I didn't even know. I thought he was a woman. thought he was an older woman. One day, our hands touch. I look up. I realize the person who has been shopping for me for months, Mike Diamond of the Beastie Boys, one of my icons. I figured out his son also comes. And his son, we have this, we used to sell this very special garlic. And it was fucking $2 for a little garlic. So he gave it to his mom. And he's like, Mom, can we get this? And she asked me how much it was. And I said, $2. And she goes, that's so expensive. And he goes, that's expensive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a head of garlic. So the the guy 
You thought Mike Diamond was a woman? Old woman. Because he's aging. You gotta you got Google. He's aging a touch. A touch. Femme. He's aging in a feminine way? He's aging a touch femme. What does that mean? He just, you know, looks like an older woman. He Also, it was like the winter. He was coming in a hat. He's very thin. I'm sure he was cold. <laughs> but yeah, I got to sell to Mike Diamond, Calista Flockhart. The amount of celebs I've seen in my day. Oh, baby. Wanda Sykes. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis. Okay, I swear to God. You're name dropping right now. I'm name dropping, but look into my eyes as I tell you this. I'm a hostess at a very popular restaurant in the Valley. I'm 25. I'm standing at the hostess stand. I'm looking down at the thing. Suddenly, I'm so cold. I'm so cold. I don't know what's going on. And I look up, standing, staring down at me, Marilyn Manson. Just being near him makes you cold. Also, Jennifer Coolidge came in once. That's a really good one. Did you ask Marilyn Manson if he can suck his own dick? No. What a waste. I know. What a waste. What a waste. That's a missed opportunity. I know. Wow. I love it. I love hearing about this. It's very inspiring to me to know that you just keep going. I chug along. Are there any lessons? I have some because I've been fired too. And I think getting fired is is an adult is a is a rite of passage for every adult. Yeah, you got to get fired. And you, if you've never been fired, I don't care what you're doing right now. Get yourself fired. Yeah, tell your boss that that she or he is a fucking cocksucker. Get yourself kicked out of there. And get fired. You need that life lesson. You need that life lesson. You need to know what it's like to get kicked on the ground, to be rejected from a from a, a corporation. Or a, a company or anything like that. A small business. A small business. You need a small business. A mom and pop shop to say, you're no good. Yeah, get out of here. Get the hell out of here. Hit the streets, kid. Go find something else. Why? Tell them why, Sid. Um, it just, you know, you need thick skin to get around in this world, I think. Yeah. That was, uh, what's it called? Anticlimactic. Anticlimactic. <laughs> Well, I think it's just like when I got fired, I think it's important. It, it puts you in a position where you have to think, this is what I'm doing, but is this what I want to be doing? Like, yeah. is there a pivot I need to make here? And if so, what is it? And what I think it's a, always a good opportunity to to step back and examine your life. Yeah, getting fired really changed your life, or is getting fired, it's just happened to me so many times at this point, it's just like water under the bridge. So I worked on the television show Mom, starring Allison Janney and Anna Ferris. Huge. And my boss, his name is Nick Bakai, great guy. He is the voice, or he was the voice of Salem the Cat on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. We are name dropping so much in this episode. <laughs> We're going to have to call this episode the name drop. <laughs> so when Nick called me to fire me, it was like I was being fired by Salem the Cat. That was tough. That was a tough one, guys. That one really hurt because I, I, I think he's a great guy. He was a great boss. I just wasn't a right fit there. And I think that was a good lesson where it's, it wasn't really about me as a person. Yeah. I didn't work well in that situation. Yeah, I wasn't right. Just wasn't a right fit. And it's good to be like, I'm not going to take this personally. I'm not going to let this define me. No. And you know what? Rejection is God's protection. Sure, I guess. It's real. 
but in a way that forced me to go like make videos and try to be funny on my own and it's it really helped me yeah that firing was very good for you um i think we need to talk about my most recent job offer do it okay i'm 23 (laughs) rewind the clock i'm 23 i'm doing comedy in la i meet this guy his name is also sydney we start dating you know, nothing really ever happens. We go on a couple dates. Uh, we follow each other on Instagram. We never forget each other. We're friendly. He ends up, he's married. I'm married. He has a baby. Um, But he's really successful. He's sudden, like when we met, he didn't have a car. And now he is one of the most famous people I know. Um, He has a ton of Instagram followers. He's an influencer, content creator. We could cut this, but I really I don't think he's like that successful. (laughs) He doesn't have to have a day job. Okay, but I don't getting jealous. I don't have to have a day job. Okay, my day job's in what I like. True, Um, but he owns a house in Mount Washington. Okay. Anyway, but you don't know if that's from his Instagram money. Whatever. I like the guy. No, it's really funny. Um, But he's not that successful. I think he's really successful. (laughs) He texted me and asked me to babysit. Him? His baby. Recently. Yeah. That's that stings. It really stings because it's like, oh, that person doesn't see you as an equal. I'm sure he sees me as an equal. But no, he doesn't. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Why would he ask, like, I would never ask, like, anyone who I see as a peer of mine to babysit my kid. I guess I would ask them to see if they wanted to watch a dog, but that's because I think people get so much benefit out of a... Having a a dog around? Yeah, out of having a dog around. Well, now I feel bad. I've babysat for, like, really cool people, and they don't see me as an equal, but that's obvious they don't. But a lot of those people are a lot older than you. They're not peers of yours. Yeah, you're right. He's a peer of yours who wanted to have sex with you. We did have sex. Oh, my God. Long, long time ago, I can still remember. I don't want to hear it. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you say to him? I said no. What did he say? Okay. And then he asked me for Rex. But yeah, that's done. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're not looking at it correctly because no, it's bad. No, but also it's like he, he's definitely like, oh, you're. It's not a bad thing that he thinks of you as someone who he would want to have around his child. I guess it just makes me sad. People don't think I have more going on. I do. <laughs> I swear to God, I know I'm always in PJs on this podcast, but other times I look really cute. What was he gonna pay you? Uh. A lot of money, actually. It's a really good job. I tried to get it for someone else. How much? How much is a good paying babysitting job? Like two hundred a day. Two hundred a day. Yeah, I told you he's doing well. <laughs> Look at this guy. Wait, and you didn't take it? No. <laughs> okay, I think you need to take this job. Two hundred a day. I have a job making seventy five a day. J.K. I make more than that. Wait, kind o- of. On an off day, why don't you just do that for him? Because they need someone. All the time. Also, I don't want to be a babysitter. Yeah. But see, guys, don't look down at babysitters. They're making fucking bang. I do think this is a good conversation to be had, which is 
you should not look down on people for the jobs they do. Yeah, don't be a fucking classist. I think that happens so much in LA specifically. I do too. It's so dumb. If you go to a party and someone asks you what you do, and if they don't think it's cool, they will be leaving the conversation in 10 seconds. Yeah, and you know what? When I made was a server, I made $40 an hour. So shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's more than I make an hour. Yeah. And, and I have a good job. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, oh. You're a writer? Cool. Me too, but I also work at a gym. Also, every fucking writer in this town works three months a year. I know. And they act like they're the fucking, you know, Mamey. And they act like they're Mamey. David Mamet. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean by Mamey? And they act like they're Mamey. Okay, I really want to talk about this question I asked you. Okay. Um... I read a book a couple weeks ago called How to Blow Up a Pipeline, and it really got me thinking. So I asked Noah, if I go to jail for five years, would you want to be open while I'm in jail? And I said... Yes. Yeah. But that you were worried you'd fall in love with whoever you were open with, and that was really upsetting. No, I think I said I wouldn't be open. Because I, you were worried you would yeah, fall in love, I would which is upsetting. Why? Because you're going to fall in love while I'm in jail for five years? That's okay. fucking pathetic. I guess I'm just, first off, this is what I would do. I would see how long I could go without doing it. But we would get conjugal visits. Exactly. I would see how long oh. I, I would go without trying to move on. But see, why would you be moving on? I'd be back in five years. But that's what I'm saying. I would try not to. Try not to? Okay, I guess I would try not to also. I'm saying I wouldn't. You think someone as cute as me is not getting ass in jail? No, you you're you're gonna get fucking plowed in jail. Yeah. If you go to jail, you are gonna be the talk of the town. Thanks. That's so nice. Man, you really could see my thighs on this pod. And he, Noah has great legs, so lucky you guys. Okay, so that came. So after I asked that, I realized well we need to be specific because under <laughs> what. The reason I go to jail, like, would you divorce me for? Before we get to that, I just want to say, like, I didn't really even give you my answer. I would wait as long as I could. My, I would attempt to not do that. I, w- I wouldn't even think about it. You brought it up. And if it got really hard, then maybe if you were open to it, I would do that. But I really think I would try not to do it. I think I could hold off for five years. That's beautiful. I really think I could. Um, especially if I'm in jail for an honorable cause. Yes, especially and if we could do conjugal visits. Also, like I don't <laughs> mind, I don't mind masturbating. Yeah, no, it's a big masturbator. Okay, Jesus Christ! So much fun. I'm not, I'm not a big masturbator. I masturbate like the next guy. No, he masturbates a normal amount. I'm not masturbating three or four times a day. We had a friend whose ex-boyfriend was like a chronic masturbator, and it was really upsetting to hear about. Actually, oh my god, I didn't think it would bother me. It did. Um, anyway, <laughs> what, so what crimes do you think are divorceable for? Uh, murder. But what's the context? Premeditated murder. But what if it's like Putin? Okay, that that's okay. Yeah, see? But yeah, like a horrible murder, obviously. Yeah, I think Ho- if you out. killed someone out of vengeance, um, I think if you killed someone... Vengeance, but what if it's good vengeance? If it's good vengeance, like you're killing a villain, 
fine. If someone pissed you off a couple years ago and you've been plotting to kill them, you're a psychopath and I don't want to be around you. Fair. Um, so there. Um, murder, divorceable. Murder is divorceable. Kidnapping. Divorceable. Child pornography, divorceable. Are you going to let me answer the questions? Or? Sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, child pornography is definitely divorceable. Um, but I guess there is a gray area in that. No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I asked Noah, well, what if I blew up a pipeline? And he went, of course I wouldn't divorce you. That's honorable. Yeah, no, that's fucking badass. And I thought that was so sweet. Theft, I might divorce you. But what am I stealing? I think if you're stealing... I'm trying to think of, it's more like what you, what wouldn't I divorce you for theft? And I'm trying to. Well, like if I'm Robin Hood, stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. Honestly, I think I would divorce you. Really? I'm not interested. (laughs) I'm just like, what's, well, why? Why are you doing that? If I'm feeding people? Yeah, but it's like, you're going to get in trouble and then I'm going to have to pay for it. It's too much stress. You're being cheap now. It's too much stress. Fine. You know? Well, I don't steal anyway. Don't steal. Just give them money. Buy them food. What do we have to steal for? This is what I don't understand about Robin Hood. Buddy, buy them food. Why do you got to steal? I don't know the story of Robin Hood, so I don't think I can comment on it. I just know the steal from the rich to give to the poor part. But I don't know the other other details. Robin Hood is a criminal. (laughs) He should be put in jail. No, we are anti-jail, by the way. We are anti-jail. Everyone should be free. Everyone should be anti-jail. Um, <laughs> the prison industrial complex is horrible. Anyway. There's still more. Yeah, kidnapping. Thef- I think most theft I'm going to divorce you for. Grand it, theft auto? Yeah, I'm just like, why are you... Because it's a deliberate... You're deliberately trying to fuck our life up. Man, I'm a lot more understanding than you i guess it's just like why would you steal there's nothing there's no reason to steal i just think if i did anything like that i'd have a good reason give me an example of a good reason to steal and and giving to the rich or it's not it's not it's my old friend his brother got involved with the wrong people and they're gonna kill his brother unless he steals all these cars in one day this is the plot of Gone in 60 Seconds? Yes. Okay. If you are living the plot of Gone in 60 Seconds, I won't divorce you. Thank but you. Okay. But I'm going to leave the country for a couple of weeks. Well, okay. This is bringing up a whole nother thing, which is that I'm actually okay with getting canceled because we would just move to Paris. <laughs> if I relapse, are you divorcing me? No. Okay, cool. Of course Sick. Not. What about you? What would you divorce me for? Um, would you divorce me if I got a DUI? No. Would you be pissed? Yeah, of course. And I would make you move to a mountain town with me. What else would you divorce me for? Our word. Murder that's not justified. Um, Theft? No. So I just I, think you'd have a good reason. If I had no reason, I was just a guy who was just like, I know there's a, there's a, there's a safe in that house, and I'm going to go in and get that money for us. I guess I don't know. I I think there's a party that likes that. I know it's sick. 
That's sick. You're a freak. I just don't have a problem with stealing from rich people. If you were stealing from poor people, of course I would divorce you. Like some like Jordan Belfer scam. What kind of piece of shit steals from poor people? I know. Then it's like, adios, I hate you. Adios, I hate you. Adios, I hate you. But in a perfect world, yeah, we'd both go blow up a pipeline and then go hide in a mountain town. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Now we can never do it, though, because we talked about it on the pod. Oh, yeah. Then they can they can prove this as um, prove it as premeditated. Yeah. That we had some sort of motive or intention. Yeah. Damn, that sucks. I know. Anyway, shall we do hashtag of the week? Guys, we have a new segment that we're going to introduce in this episode called hashtag of the week, hashtag where we the week. where we take a hashtag from the week and we talk about it. Okay, up this week is hashtag MySpace. I don't have Twitter, but I went on Noah's Twitter and I saw MySpace was trending. Noah, did you have a MySpace? I did have a MySpace. It was pretty sick. I would change my song um, every week. Jeez. I loved the... And I would sometimes like sign on just to see like the song play and like all of my videos and interests like pop up. I just thought it was so cool the presentation yeah i loved myspace i loved it It was so fun it was very interactive definitely felt like more of a community and it was more about making friends than i feel that facebook and instagram and and twitter are i don't know about that i feel like i've made so many friends on instagram but i feel like its intent was more yeah, to like make I don't, friends. Because at the time, who was making money off MySpace? I don't remember feeling FOMO from MySpace. Oh, I felt FOMO. Really? And from the top eight? I mean, what's more FOMO than not being in your friend's top eight? Oh, my God. Yeah. T- can tell me about that. What was that? The top eight, you could pick your top eight best friends and order them. That's so fucked it's up. It's so fucked up. It's so brutal. Oh, that was brutal. I don't really. I, now that I'm thinking about it, there's not a lot I remember about MySpace. Can you? Do you remember a lot? Can you explain it to me? Yeah, there was the top eight. You could put your photos in. We were all doing basic coding HTML, which I think is really cool. <laughs> we were. Yeah, you had to like do the. You had to code on it, which I think is so funny to get your profiles like certain colors and stuff. And then I, too, had a song. It was, my life be like, ooh, ah, ooh. And it became a bit of my calling card. When other people uh, put that song as their thing, people would say, oh, my God, they stole your song. And I'd be like, I know. Um, That was great. I switched schools sophomore year, so I always looked so cool because I'd have people people didn't know in my profile, you know? Oh, people would be like, oh my God, you know people that I don't know. You know so many people. I do remember kids growing up who had friends in like other schools in other towns thinking that they were so cool. Yeah, I was like that. Friends all over the city. Friends all over San Diego. Yeah, my song, my MySpace song was Livewire by Motley Crue. (laughs) Go, yeah. No, no, no. Was it a kickstart my heart and I never... I think it was kickstart my heart. Never mind. Not Livewire. I remember there were this group of girls in Coronado, which is a town in San Diego, who were just like so badass and like all skinny and did drugs and like one like beat up another girl and I would always stalk them. So like stalking has been around since the dawn of time. 
I wonder what it would be like if MySpace was around today. What if MySpace, oh my God, alternate universe, nobody take this idea for a movie. I'm writing it right now. Alternate universe where MySpace took over instead of Facebook. Sounds like the most boring movie of all We're time. all emo still. <laughs> Who is the guy from MySpace? Tom? Tom. We're all coders. Tom created MySpace. Yeah. Man, I wonder what that guy's up to now. I know. Probably just like, I mean, do you think he made a lot of money off MySpace? I don't know. I don't know how anything works. I don't know how anybody makes money, so beats me. Um, So cool. So cool. I would do anything to see my MySpace page. I can picture it. Mine? Mine, not yours. We didn't know each other. I would like to have met you in high school, though, just for a day. Do you think if we met each other in high school, we would have been into each other? I don't think you would have liked me. And I don't know if I would have liked you. <laughs> Why? I don't know. You, From the stories I've heard, you were a real player. The real player's player. It is true. I think we met each other at the exact right time in our yeah. life. Yeah. What about in college? You think we would have been into each other? I'm sure you would have liked me. I was pretty thick. <laughs> no one likes thick girls. It's true. I do. Is that insulting? No. T-H-I-C. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think that concludes hashtag of the week. Me too. And now it's time for the final segment. What are we into this week? What are you into this week? I'm having a love affair with my Heather's tummy tea. I'm drinking it right now. It's fennel tea for people with IBS. Look it up. I think what I'm into this week, trigger warning, because some people have triggers around food and whatever, that all that shit. But I'm trying to eat three meals a day and not snack. <laughs> Between the meals. He's stealing one of the things from my newsletter. But we are trying to do that just because, I mean, I have digestive issues. so And apparently that helps. I like it. It's great, actually. Because you feel really full when you actually pay attention to what you're eating. So every meal, we're doing a fat, a carb, and a protein. It's so annoying to be the couple that's like, every meal we're doing this. But it truly is for my digestive health. And he'll do whatever I do. So I'm... it is true like i the amount not only have you had a lot of jobs but the different diets you've gone you've gone on since we've been together is astronomical well i have digestive issues so i'm always trying to fix them and it's crazy i just i'm like okay sure oh how do you want to eat this week okay i guess that's how i'm gonna eat wait you want to only eat red meat for the next six months i didn't do that okay i'm gonna do that too i didn't ever do that you want to cut out meat okay i'm gonna do that too we were vegetarians for a while only fish me too wait you want to only eat potato salad for dinner i'm never that extreme me too stop (laughs) i mean it's isn't it kind of charming that i truly however you are eating it's not charming it's out of pure laziness what do you mean you're not gonna cook for yourself i mean it would be crazy for you to have to cook me a different kind of meal i wouldn't and it would be crazy for me to have to cook a meal after you cook a meal yeah that would suck so i am into i don't know what you even call that but three meals a day no snacking and trying to go four four hours between meals and what i'm finding is it's enhancing my focus i know around two hours i'm finding this like kick of of almost like adrenaline it feels like i'm on adderall or something 
where my stomach is must be empty, but and I'm kind of running on fumes, and I, I, but I feel great. It, yeah. What I described though sounds like I'm very hungry all the time. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm really trying to like beef up those meals and just get after it. The meals are beefing up, and that's fun. Yeah. Like we today, had a I had huge dinner. Yeah, today I had a really big lunch, and it was great and satisfying. And then I just drank water the rest of the day. Well, then we had a huge dinner, and it was so good. It was pretty good. So that's what I'm into this week. Oh, I'm also, I got a new book that I love, and I recommend it. It's uh, Rick Rubin's new book. If you guys don't know Rick Rubin, he was one of the most successful music producers of all time. He wrote a book called The Power to Create, and... My favorite thing about the book, the book is about how creativity, (laughs) really how creativity cannot be forced. And you can't force that kind of work and it has to kind of come naturally and organically. And you can be inspired by anything and everything. And and what you want to do, what you want to work on as an artist is just the awareness and the openness to, to see the 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 nugget of inspiration that was really boring oh my god but i'm happy for you it's a really good book i'm still reading the same fucking book i've been reading forever i don't know if i'll ever finish it so that's it love you guys Guys, um, please, if you have the time, write us a review. It really helps. And subscribe. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And tell a friend. Share this with a friend. And also, we have a Patreon. Yes. Tonight's Patreon episode will be about how I'm extremely worried for Noah when he's traveling alone. I will be traveling alone. He's going to Mexico City. Over the next few weeks. And Sid is... Very worried about it. And we will talk about that in our bonus episode, amongst more things. More things. So we have all different levels, guys. And if uh, if you like what we're doing, you're really, really going to like what we're doing on that Patreon. So, guys, love you. Love you. Bye. Good night. It's, it's the, the Bedtime, bedtime Podcast. Ha- ha-